Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, recognizing the value of financial advice since 1937. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. There is still some parliamentary maneuvering to be done, but it's safe to say the health care reform discussion can now move on. After a year of debate, though, how are we going to know if it works? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Mini, featuring the 37-mile-per-gallon Mini Cooper with go-kart handling. Learn more at miniusa.com info. And by Progressive Insurance, helping people shop for car insurance at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. Great to have you here on this Monday, everybody. It's the 22nd of March today, which makes it, by my count, day 200-some-odd of the Great American Healthcare Debate. Just one day after the House passed what has to be called historic health reform, we got an indication of what the healthcare industry thinks of it. They like it a whole bunch. A lot of healthcare company shares took off today, and part of that is just relief over uncertainty going away. But investors and traders apparently think the legislation, which the president, by the way, is scheduled to sign tomorrow, will be good for the business of healthcare. Funnily enough, that's just what the healthcare companies had in mind way back at the beginning of the debate last spring when they decided to take a seat at the negotiating table. Our Washington Bureau Chief John Dimsdale reports. President Bill Clinton's effort to reform health care was met by a wall of business opposition, and it failed. Oh, what a difference 15 years can make. Judy Fader, who was a senior health advisor to the Clinton administration, says President Obama's reform got a jump start from health care providers themselves. The Obama administration benefited from the fact that the industry came to them and were willing to talk, and that was not the case 15 years ago. This time, reform advocates include doctors, hospitals, and even insurance companies that will gain 20 to 30 million new paying customers. Pharmaceutical makers will also benefit from longer patents for brand name drugs. Uva Reinhardt is a health economist at Princeton. The cold calculus on the people who used to oppose it for income reasons, their calculus now is for income reasons they should support it. And while many business groups opposed reforms, tax increases, and government intrusions, lots of companies were looking for relief from insurance premiums that Reinhardt says have doubled since the Clinton reform effort. The level of financial desperation in the business community had reached levels that it hadn't in the 1990s. That means U.S. businesses are feeling the competitive pressure, no matter what their size, says John Ahrensmeyer with the small business majority. There was a realization that we really had to do something about this, and there were a large number of small businesses and large businesses that pulled together to say, we've got to fix this system. The lesson to be learned from the decades-long struggle for health care reform, says Professor Reinhardt, is if businesses don't see their self-interest, they'll fight you all the way. In Washington, I'm John Dimsdale for Marketplace. As much fun as the last year or so of debate and discussion have been, it's not completely out of line to say things are only going to get trickier from here. Because before, a lot of the talk was hypothetical about what would happen or what might happen. Now those changes are going to happen, both in insurance coverage rules and, one hopes, health care costs. Here to help us understand what we might expect is Elizabeth McGlynn. She's a health policy analyst at the RAND Corporation. Elizabeth, good to have you with us. 
It's great to be with you. This debate so far and the bill itself seems uh, to be really about insurance reform, talking about coverage and, and who can do what to whom in the insurance world. Anything in there that leads you to believe we're going to get more cost-effective care? Well, I think that there are s several provisions in the legislation that will help us get more cost-effective care. And the most promising one is a new Center for Innovation, which is placed within the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. That's the group that administers the Medicare and Medicaid program. It gives funding to this center to explore lots of ideas that people have had about ways that we might pay for care differently, deliver health care differently. And it gives an opportunity for them to more rapidly study how well those ideas work when we go try them on a larger scale mm -hmm. and, um, and then be able to implement them more broadly uh, without having to necessarily go back to Congress and say, we have a great idea. What do you guys think? Let's pass this. So this really gives us a chance.